to the Principles of Success podcast. This is your host, Dr. Shana Henry. This podcast is for current or aspiring female school leaders and those who are supportive of their journeys. Each week, we will hear from passionate educational leaders. I will also share my reflections from over 15 years as a school leader. Together, we will talk about how to level up our schools and our leadership. Hello and welcome. Get your pen and paper ready because today's guest is dropping some great ideas she's implemented as she moves her school from good to great. Brandy Leggett is an elementary principal in Olathe, Kansas, and she is intentionally changing the stereotypical narrative for high poverty schools. In our episode today, she shares some of the practices her team has put in place. I was inspired by the end of our time together, and I am sure you will be too. Brandy Leggett, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. I am so excited to talk to you. Now, where are you located? I'm located in Olathe, Kansas. In Olathe, Kansas. That's right. (laughs) Yes, it's about 20 minutes outside of uh, Kansas City, Missouri. I love it because recently I feel like I've been talking to a few Kansas principals, so this is exciting. (laughs) Well, welcome. Before we get too far into the conversation today, which I'm really excited to have with you, I would love for you to just introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us more about you. Okay. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm Brandy Leggett. This is my fourth year as principal in the Latha School District. Prior to that, I was an instructional coach for uh, four years. And then I um, taught third or third grade for six years in another district uh, in Kansas and then started off the school district of Philadelphia, teaching fifth grade. Oh, fantastic. So tell us about your school. Uh, my school is roughly about 220 students. Um, it's a Title I school in Olathe that's very diverse. It has, it's about 60% um, with English language learners, and we're roughly between about 70 to, to 75% um, free and reduced lunch. We have like a great community, tight-knit community that like really fosters community and relationships is the, like the biggest piece in our school. And we have uh, nine languages spoken in our building. Fantastic. One thing I loved about when we were preparing for this podcast is you were telling me a little bit about your school story and you had shared with me that when uh, you got appointed to the school, there was just some negative connotation you would hear from people in terms of saying, um, sorry, you have to go to that school or, you know, so can you share a little (laughs) bit more about that entry point? Right. So uh, I'd say one of the biggest things is um, that like the title schools, like the district, it's believes very highly in all all buildings in our district, but sometimes the portrayal is that our title buildings are, you know, maybe are tougher, uh, maybe because not some of the students um, may have had, you know, there's, it's really, I, I don't like when they say like a, a trauma school, because I said each individual kid has their own story. And so we never want to just take and say like a, a grouping of this is what the school um, is made of, but and maybe uh, students or, you know, the community, some people were saying like, oh, it's, this is a tougher school. Um, there's a lot, you know, things happen at the school or, you know, we hope that you make it, you know, past your, so your first mm-hmm. year. And so like my biggest thing was, you know, I really believe like all kids can do achieve at high levels. And so my goal, and it still is, is to uh, bring opportunity and shine a like positive light on the school and also make it where 
it doesn't matter what type of school it is, but everybody's wondering like, okay, what's happening at Central? How can we take and replicate some of the things that you are doing? You know, my history is pretty much the same in terms of going to Title I schools and schools where people really count out that community. And for me, that always inspired me. It uh, lit a fire for me. Does does that do the same for you? No, it definitely is because um, like, I'm naturally just being like growing up with athletics, Mm -hmm. I'm always like a competitive person. And so, you know, I like, you know, just starting with the data, you know, being able to show like, okay, you know, their kids, like the kids are moving. I want to, you know, I make it where I don't want it to just be like the top school, the top title school in Olathe, but, you know, I want it to be the the best school for all schools and, you know, making the most growth and, really take it personal, you know, when things, when like if negative things are said or everything. And so. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to dig into some of the things you've done because you've done a lot there. Um, (laughs) If it's not the top school yet, it sure is going to be very (laughs) soon. I believe that to be true. So talk to me a little bit about, and I want to go through just a couple of things that you've listed and and really dive into what that looks like. Talk to me first about, High expectations. What does that mean to you? Uh, For me, so, you know, coming in that it doesn't matter where the students are starting at. So we could have students starting above level. We have students that are Mm. could be starting like way below level. We have students that just come into the country, you know, and so not having any type of, I, I don't like, you know, to be looked at down like, oh, okay, well, this student doesn't know English, so we're going to teach them, you know, a lower level, and we're just like little small gains we're going to be happy for. This student um, has maybe a label of they have an IEP for a learning disability, so they can only do this. And so I, you know, the big thing is that all kids, we kind of, we have it where level three for like our state test, it aligns with like level two, you're doing well, level three, you continue on grade level and level four is above. And so we break it down into our proficiency skills. And like the expectation is that all kids are being taught at level three. Mm -hmm. So they're all getting the grade level work. They're expected, you know, to be able to rise to the grade level. And then if, you know, there are things that are, that where students are maybe struggling, then we go down and see like, okay, what's, what is the skill at a level two that maybe the student's missing that's keeping them from achieving at a level three. But when they're in the classroom, it's not like kids are being pulled out and said like, okay, you're not, I want all kids exposed Mm -hmm. to like everything. And so we don't take and make, you know, judgments like, okay, well, this kid is maybe only a level one student. So we're only going to give them level one work. Uh, It's, the expectation is, you know, that you believe and that they achieve, that they're going to achieve. And the best thing is that um, really instill that with the staff on day one. And so the staff, they believe, you know, this is what the kids are capable of. We have the students set goals Mm -hmm. and the goals to constantly um, personal goals, academic goals. And then we go and we uh, celebrate at a goal bell, all the achievements that they make. And so that they can see and that they can, you know, the big goal is intrinsically motivated for them to be able to see that, hey, do like my actions that I put in place and hard work, I can achieve at high levels. Okay, so I want to pick apart that last piece around student goal setting. So what does that look like? Do students have binders? Do they do them in certain classes? What does that, talk me through that. So each teacher really in grade level does it differently. Some grade levels, they have the goals all written on their desk. And you could walk around and there could be 20 different goals in that classroom. 
because it's where they're starting at and where they're trying to get mm-hmm. or like where they're trying to achieve. Other ones are um, class goals. So our class is trying to achieve this percentage of mastery on this particular uh, standard. Uh, some are, we have kids on like uh, with our PBIS system, we, they may be on a check-in, check-out system. So they have to get in so many points that they have earned that that's a goal that you achieve like above 80% um, on your check-in, check-out book. Then that's like another goal that is celebrated. Uh, we have goals um, posted outside the classroom that some teachers have. This is our class goal. Ask us about this. And so it's all done. Um, there's not like just one uniform way in the school. The expectation is just that everybody has goal setting taking place. And then we have a goal bell on the front of the school that says like, um, if you hear the bell ringing, then that means that someone's achieved their goal. And so everybody mm-hmm. is, you know, counting, you know, clapping for the particular students. So sometimes we, you know, maybe go down there and it may be one student that achieved the goal, but the whole class knows that they're celebrating when there's a test it could be, you know, maybe half the class. Sometimes it's the entire class. Sometimes, but uh, one of the big things that we also have is students know that you haven't achieved your goal yet. So if you're not ringing the bell at that particular time, then you're reflecting and thinking, okay, what maybe help do I need or what things do I need to do? Mm-hmm. And the next time, you know, I could be up there ringing the bell and then we take pictures. It goes on our school announcements so the whole school can see them. And then they, we also go on our school um, Facebook and Twitter page. So we have a large family following and everything of seeing and, you know, being able to celebrate students. Okay. So I love the idea of the goal bell. And I love that there's a sign outside the classroom that tells visitors what the goals that are being worked on. That is fantastic. Okay. I want to ask you about your community service day. Yes. So started a community service day last year. And one of the biggest reasons why is because, you know, there is sometimes there are families that do need help um, at the school. And like, it's greatly appreciated when, you know, people are able to reach out and help. But the portrayal, you know, it's always like calls like, oh, how can we help your school? Or like, you know, the poor students at your school, or maybe some people will say, hey, our school that's maybe more affluent is having a a clothing drive and we're going to donate all these clothes to your kids and everything. And so it always seemed like a portrayal of just receiving. And so, mm-hmm. um, with, and talking with the staff and everything, you know, the, another big thing is that we believe all of our students are leaders and all of our students can do the same thing. It, you know, it doesn't matter what socioeconomic status that you're in. And so started this community service day where every single student participated in community service. So like our kindergarten they collected hy- um, hygiene items and then they went to our oh, like the public schools foundation which is usually a resource that will help it helps all families and kids throughout the district well we were able to donate like over 100 hygiene kits and then like first wow. grade went and took and helped at another building second grade had uh, puppies come in and they you know played with the puppies did different things with theirs and uh, third grade went to assisted living center fourth grade went to uh, um Community. They went to a community garden that's really close to our school and helped out there. Our fifth graders went to a place called Mission Southside that serves our community. And so everybody was able to serve and give back. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it felt really good because especially with our kindergartners, with the hygiene kids, to be able to show like, yes, you know, our school that, you know, maybe have a label of Title One that doesn't mean anything. And we're yeah. able to come here and donate. And so, you know, sometimes they've been, they, they've helped, you know, families in our building. And it was great to be able to say, hey, look, you know, we're able to go and we're able to help, you know, students and families that, you know, whenever they may need, you know, these products throughout the district. 
Yeah, I love that. So we've had an example of how you're promoting scholarship and now community. And I want to talk about your family piece. So you're getting families involved. What are your what are your engagement plans look like for families? So we have a we have a lot throughout the year. So some of the things we have like a STEM night and the, everything starts off with, you know, we have pizza dinners to mm-hmm. some type of dinner to um have that is like good, you know, just for baby bell families yes. being able to eat together and everything and nights are busy and everything. So mm-hmm. that's a great way to um continue to draw people in and then they're able to go through activities uh, with their students. And so we have STEM night, we have a culture night where um we have our students share out like with uh, food and like uh, art and different things. And our fourth grade leaves that. And then we have um, where they actually have a music performance sharing like different things with their culture. We have a, a, a reading night. We have a family game night where families just come in. They uh, start off with dinner again, and then they play uh, just all types of outdoor yard games. Mm-hmm. And then um, we're adding out our art night this year where they're able to share art and be able to sing and different things. And so then we also have, we work with our PTO and we have like a festival that we started at the end of last school year. And so that's like a great way at the end to just, you know, come together and celebrate like bouncy houses, face mm-hmm. paintings, things like that. We have our back to school night at the beginning that kind of kicks off to get them really in. But we try to really have, you know, a lot of different nights that can really just draw, you know, in our families, you know, outside of didn't want it to only be parent teacher conferences, which right. is great but wanted other things to really be able to draw our parents and, you know, other family members into the school. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Okay. And then I also want to ask you about, I have so many things. Okay. College and career week. Right. So started that my uh, first year and the big goal for that was that wanted, you know, when just would talk to kids like, Hey, what is it that you want to do in the future? Um, Notice that some, it's just about, you know, exposure. And so we had some students that they've been on college campuses, they could tell you all different types of things. We have other students that really didn't have an idea. And so like the biggest goal for me was to be able to not drive students into, hey, you have to go to a four year, two year vocational school, but what's the opportunities that are out there? So by the time Mm -hmm. you leave our school as fifth graders, you're going to be able to say like, you know, it starts off in kindergarten, they go to our, it's called West Dennis Leonard Center. And there it's uh, different programs in our high school that are like certification programs. And they have like a health sciences program. They have a nursing program. They Mm -hmm. have a um, coding program. They have a a construction. So our kindergartners go there and they do rotations and they learn about all different types of, you know, opportunities that when they get in high school, they could take that route if they wanted to. Mm -hmm. Um, Then our first graders, they go to what's called our OATC building. And there they have um, auto tech and they have, uh, they work with um, health sciences there. Mm -hmm. Then they have uh, welding. And there's some other things, but then they're able to rotate there and see again when they get to high school are these different paths and how that, you know, where where it's taking kids post high school. And then our second graders, they uh, go to Ottawa University and they go. And the biggest thing that the kids love also besides the campus tours is eating lunch and the dining halls <laughs> and the cafeteria. So true. They, they, they're shocked when they uh, find out like what I can have Mountain Dew for lunch. I can have yeah. this and. I have unlimited times I can go up and get ice cream and this and I can get a hamburger and this. So that's always one of the biggest things. Um, our third graders go to, they've in the past gone to Mid-America University. Fourth graders go to KU. And then our fifth graders have gone to K-State and Johnson County mm-hmm. Community College. Mm-hmm. So really just want them to um, 
to see like, okay, if I want to take this route and just know and get excited. And so students, when they're on campuses, when they're in these different programs, are like, wow, you know, I could do that and just kind of have it in there just want their vision of Mm -hmm. like the opportunity to become reality. So instead of just talking about it, now they can actually say that they experienced all these things. Mm -hmm. Okay. And one more I want to ask you about is student squads. Yeah. So we have a um, thing that it starts off. It's so Cougar Dens are what teachers lead throughout the building that on Fridays they have different things that they're broken up into by choice. So we have student council, we have things like soccer club, facts club, a drawing club, look, it's club, like a toy playing club, all these different clubs. And so teachers took and partnered and made videos kind of promoting what it is like interest. Then the kids ranked like what they wanted to do and I'm um, mm. like bracelet making other ones. So K to five, they're all mixed in. And like, so it's like a family that they go through there um, and they're there every Friday for 30 minutes. And so then they're in that den. Then dens are combined and they're created into squads. So we have four squads that are um, our mountain lion squad, um, catamount squad, panther squad, and puma squad. And so they, once a month, they go into their, they have a squad meeting for 30 minutes and they have a chant that they create. And then they also do like um, team building activities and so they also get points. So when if they get a token for something with our PBIS system, that's a point towards their squad. They have mm-hmm. um, when they get uh, a Cougar shout out. So a Cougar shout out is any staff member writes like a shout out and the student comes to my office and we make a positive parent phone call. So those are worth five points. And then the highest award that they can get is what's called Principal Prize Patrol. So they nominate students and then like I'll go to their house and surprise them with an award. And those are worth uh, 10 points. Mm -hmm. And so then it really becomes like a good, like friendly competition when each week the points are up for the quarter and they're announced on our announcements on Monday. And then last year we had a bowling party for um, each squad, the squad that won. And so it'll be again this year that they'll take and be able to go somewhere and really celebrate like, you know, everything that they accomplished with our um, following the expectations throughout the school for the quarter. Yeah, that is so great. Okay, I'm going to ask you a big question because your enrollment is not a big enrollment. So funding has to be incredibly difficult for you to do all of these things. How are you funding it? So there's a combination. We have a community partners. So uh, in our district, each school has um, adopt like faith-based partners, mm. businesses. And so we have some really good ones. We have two um, different churches that we're partnered with. And then we have uh, another like a business organization and another organization that they um, have helped us financially. Then I also write a lot of grants. Mm. And so it's either I'll like the public schools foundation grant or just different grants that are out there. Like take the time to try to write those. And then we get like donations, um, our PTO and then do fundraisers. So kind of the combination between all is how we're able to um, fund the different opportunities. Yeah. So the grant piece, where do you find them? So, okay. So our district with the Olathe public schools foundation, they raise like over a hundred thousand, hundreds of thousands of dollars mm. throughout the community, just on all types of different events. Mm-hmm. And they have three cycles a year that you are able to, they have different grant opportunities and you can write for those. And then um, we've been very fortunate to be get many throughout the mm-hmm. years and they come and um, they give us, so that's the direct funding that has been able to, for some of the things like our, uh, we had like a STEM, we have like 3D printers and all different type of like Ozobots and robots and stuff that all came through like a foundational grant. 
And then we had, uh, it's called ING, um, Unsung Hero. We were able to get uh, $2,000 from them and that funded like pianos and things that we were able to use with our music program. And then our, some of the business and faith-based partners, they have given money. And then sometimes there's anonymous donors. I'm like, we had an anonymous donor this year that uh, gave $2,500 to the school and said, hey, use this to do something special for your kids that they may not have been able to um, get before. And so it's just like, you know, it's it's definitely a combination of many things. Mm-hmm. Woo-wee. So much. And I love what you're doing because everything is intentional and moving your kids to be that top school in the district. So (laughs) fantastic, Brandy. Amazing. Okay. So we are nearing our end of the time. So we always do our fast five at the end to get to know a little more about you. So I'm going to start with the first question, one word or sentence, favorite leadership book. Uh, Culturized by Jimmy Cassis. Okay. Oh, yes. That's a great yes. book. I love that one. <laughs> Lots of good tips in that book. Yes. Favorite app? Uh, Apple Clips. What's that one? Oh, for like little movies. Yes. You could take videos and um, pictures and combine them and move it together. So I use actually, I use that for um, walkthroughs. And so oh. when I go in through the teacher's classrooms, I'll take video and pictures and everything. So then when I'm giving feedback, they can actually see themselves in actions and see photos of like to go more of um, the feedback of uh, what I'm talking about so they can have that visual. Okay. I love that. And I love that your teachers are so open to that. That's fantastic. <laughs> okay. Best Amazon find for work. I like a, a power strip tower that I'm able to just use on my desk for a combination of uh I'm just outlets. (laughs) I always need more of those. And so that's been a great way for charging and a lot of different things. (laughs) I love it. So practical, but so good. All right. Right. Favorite song to put you in a good mood? Uh, The Kendrick Lamar, Die Hard. Okay. All right. And one more. One tip you would tell your first year principal self? Uh, Give yourself grace. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good one. All right, Brandy, if listeners want to connect with you, how should they do so? Do you have any social media handles? Uh, yeah, so like uh, Twitter is um, Teach Be Like It is uh, my Twitter handle. Okay, well, fantastic. Brandy, thank you so much for this time today. I feel like I did like rapid fire with you this whole time <laughs> and you just brought it all the way through. So thank you. No, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Wowee. <laughs> Brandy brought the heat the whole way through. Her ideas are so good for all scholars to experience. I hope you are walking away with a few more ideas to add to your school vision because <laughs> I know I definitely am stealing most, if not all of them. Make sure to hit that share button and share some of your favorite takeaways on social media. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Until next time. This is Dr. Shana Henry with the Principles of Success podcast.